0: Welcome to a bonus edition of Idle Talk. Yes, um, I mentioned it once that we might be having bonus episodes this year. First one, a little bit off the dome. We're just going to be talking about, if you haven't heard already, Jamie Lynn Spears, better known as Zoe from Zoe 101, better known as Ted Cruz, dressing up in drag. Um, not my joke found it on twitter just shout out to whoever said that um but she is on call her daddy spotify exclusive podcast by the way but she's talking about in a two-part interview series first part just dropped today tuesday just when idle talk dropped you know alex i don't appreciate you um using the idle talk day to like drop you know one of your two-parters and the next episode comes out I believe tomorrow, Wednesday, it just said Wednesday at the very end, but that literally couldn't mean any Wednesday, not too sure, Um, I hope it's tomorrow, because I get to talk about part two tomorrow, but um, wow, part one, filled a whole bunch of shit I did not want to know, I did not care for the first like 25 minutes, it's an hour and five minutes long, a podcast, Um, I could give a shit about the early childhood. Um, get to the juicy parts. Like, get to, like, did you know about. Like, were you involved? I mean, in all that Britney stuff about how she was being put down, shut down, you know, her voicelessness activities. So, um, we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. But she kind of talks about her experiences um, with her teenage pregnancy and um, experiences with the paparazzi. And it was that was a little bit interesting um, about how. She really didn't know. She was a teenager, right? We forget that she was a minor and she got pregnant and then Zoe 101 got canceled, obviously, for, like, obvious reasons. But um, she, she, she drops a good line in her interview where she's like, you know, at least the paparazzi had balls to put it on the front page, right? And I think she was comparing that to people who kind of do paparazzi-like activities on social media and just hide behind, like, a username or whatever. And, you know... That that kind of like that's the part that stuck with me, and I was like, that's that's a very interesting take on the paparazzi. It's like, hey, at least they had, you know, the balls to put their name on it and put it on the cover, and you know, obviously do the things that they were doing and were kind of shameless about it. So that's that was that was an interesting takeaway from that. I did write down some notes, but I'm not gonna use them. I just. uh I just finished listening to the episodes for the second time, so if I don't remember much, it's because it really what not that important. But she, when she got pregnant, apparently, she, didn't, she was not able to tell anyone that she got pregnant and outside of her mom, her dad, and the team that knew, she didn't tell Brittany. And she mentions that, that she wished she did tell her, because it could have probably gone a little bit different you know her pregnancy could have been handled better you know she could have had a, a bigger support system just outside of her mother so it was very interesting that the father the mother knew and she says that the father after she got she got pregnant she, he left to go handle Britney stuff he's like yeah, I'm gonna just fuck with Britney for a little bit like get out of my face um and, which is not an appropriate response <laughs> but um it, it's i I think it's crazy that the dad just kept them, his mouth shut the entire time. Didn't even like, hey, Brittany. Guess what? Guess what happened? Da, 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 da. Like, so that that's an interesting thing that happened during that event. And she said that Brittany found out when the whole world found out, and that was through a tabloid, you know, in a little magazine. Um, that she did eventually sell the rights to a magazine about her pregnancy and announcing the pregnancy and having an article written and you know having the pictures, you know. Picking the pictures and whatnot And she said that all that money that she made from doing that Went directly to her daughter Like, she's like, this is your money Like, <laughs> have that, <laughs> sorry But it, it, it another part that stuck with me in that first part of the interview Was like, that people were like You need to get it aborted Like, you need to abort it Like, this is gonna ruin your career And she said, how would you tell that to a little girl? Who is also about to have a little girl? So just, ima- just imagine yourself one day on the internet, and you see that you are the reason, quote unquote, the reason why your mother's career is over, and how that would impact her, and how that would affect affect her for the rest of her life. And that, that's not something I really ever thought of, you know, remembering back then how I was similar to her age when that was happening. Um, but looking at it now, you don't really think about that like the least. <laughs> 10 years, right? You got 10 good years before you figure out how to use the internet. At least, you know, kids are are learning about it, you know, quicker and, you know, easier than before. So, you know, it would be hopeful to have at least 10 years before you're able to fully be on the internet and researching stuff. But just imagine, put yourself in that child's shoes right now. Just imagine you're on Google. You're like, hey, you know, let's Google my name, you know, as, as random kids do. And it's like, hey, I'm gonna Google my name. And it's like, your name doesn't come up with really anything until like you get to you know the announcements like oh so-and-so's having a baby and then there's a bunch of comments how oh, it's gonna ruin her career or like you know a bunch of articles titled the same thing you know career dead career over because teenage pregnancy blah, blah 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 and i don't know to me that just doesn't feel good i don't really even feel good like remembering the issue <laughs> from the interview but you know, that that was something that, you know, didn't sit well with me. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, that's really fucked up to, like, have to go through that. Especially how they mentioned, you know, Alex, you know, had some, some soft-hitting questions. And I feel like, I hope part two has harder-hitting questions. You know, it feels like she, like, is, like, love-tapping Jamie Lynn throughout the interview. But I think we're going to get deep into part two. And it's going to, you know, questions are going to start hurting a little bit. And, um... I, well, that's my expectations Cause you know I like this podcast I've listened to it since day one I've Met some very good friends Throughout Through this podcast You know like Formed different kind of bonds Throughout this podcast So like You know I'm a fan I haven't Been disappointed yet In how she conducts interviews But um I would like To see her not You know Have This This two part interview Controlled in that way, where it's like, Are you can ask this amount of questions, but that's it. So, like, I'm looking at it, I've, like, I'm literally looking at the podcast right now, I got one second left on that thing. Another interesting bit that we got from the interview was that she also threatened to emancipate from her parents, uh, that Britney wasn't the only spears <laughs> kid to do so. And it, it never, it never happened. She didn't emancipate, she just got the blessing of um her parents, but okay, you know, as parents, we're going to support you if anything, you know, happens to you, or, like, hap- like you know, if it doesn't work out, because she, she says she goes out, and she she was explaining to her, to her, her parents, that she wanted to do the XYZ, that she would lie about going to doctor's appointments when, really, she was meeting up with a lawyer, she's like, yeah, money's all mine, like, da-da-da, I just need, I, I, I want to get a, a house, I want to start a family, because I'm having a baby, and, you know, basic concern, like, kind of mother things, but, um, yeah she said that she eventually got to a, like a ultimatum she's like i could either get married while pregnant the judge would allow it and the only thing that i risk is all my money because i won't be able to sign a prenup right or her parents sign off on the papers and let her do what she needs to do and so the parents were like okay listen don't get emancipated but we'll let you do whatever you want we want to support you we want to be here for you just in case you would ever need us and you know that's you hear the story now how you know was treated after she got checked in to her um you know her stints at menstrual institutions and and whatnot but you know it's here in the interview is like did did their parents really love them care for them like that and you know you know science point to yes but you know, it, there should never be a but after that. You know, <laughs> kind of question, but um, it was it was very interesting to hear her talk about that through like the last like maybe thirty minutes or so. How she paid for a cabin like outside of New York City. Like they drove a few hours. She she still to this day doesn't know where that cabin like was. She just knows that she paid a lot of money for it. And I say she because it came out of her checks. She said the Zoe one on one checks they weren't light right there was there was some checks coming in from from nickelodeon (laughs) but um yeah she said she paid for the cabin she to this day still doesn't know where where she was she had to isolate because paparazzi were gonna just swarm her if they even got a scent of something maybe off in the spears family especially coming from jamie who wasn't necessarily you know the main focus point who wasn't necessarily the main focus point of that family. Like, let's be real, you think you hear Spears, you hear the, well, the word, the name Spears, and you think Britney and, you know, Jamie is like right after that. And they're like, oh yeah, their are sister, kind of like the Olsen twins. And so, like Elizabeth Olsen and then, you know, her sisters that are twins, I don't remember their names. But let's get back onto the interview. So it was crazy that she literally had to isolate for about 2 to 3 weeks, no internet, no nothing until that article dropped cuz remember she sold the rights to, you know, that that information to a magazine and it's crazy that Britney found out that way. Like like even as as a as a, as a parent, right? You you want to keep your your family informed of things, your fame like you, you wanna be like family first, da 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 however, you know, you wanna like lie to yourself about that. But um it's like they they just told Jamie that she could not tell anyone and she just assumed that Britney would get the word. You know, Britney would get the message, like, like hey you know, this is happening with your sister. But for some reason, whatever reason, it didn't happen. And from either the interview Jamie just did with Alex Cooper, either she's really sincere about it, and she really feels bad that that happened that way, or she just lying to my face because it looked, like, sincerely that she actually, like, regrets that part, not telling Britney about it. So... Those are my, like, little thoughts about part one. I'm going to come back on the mic tomorrow for part two. I don't think I... Did I mention the merch earlier that I'm doing it again? Because I I blocked it. <laughs> I blocked it last week. by accident, But I'm wearing the shirt again. But it's okay because I just did laundry. So don't come at me saying that I'm wearing the same, like, shirt. And to be real with you guys, I only put on an outfit for the podcast. And then I switch into my house clothes. Like, I got house clothes. Like, I won't lie to you, like... I wear this every day in the house, every week, like on this day, on this day, on this day. And then when it comes to podcast day or actually going outside, then I'll, you know, put on actual clothes. But that was part one. I will, I'll release the two parts together. I'm not going to be fucking Alex Cooper and like drop one today and then drop one tomorrow. But um, yeah, it's going to come out Friday. So if you're listening, it's on Friday. It's Friday. Happy Friday. You made it through the week. Congratulations. But I'll see you in part two piece i realize i don't even need a piece because we're gonna just flow right into it so i'm gonna keep talking for like a second um i'm gonna you know throw in something here i'm gonna post this separately but um i started some drama today on facebook um so i live in a neighborhood my neighborhood has a group a facebook group the subsidiary group of that group is a like neighborhood like Kind of like market. It's like, hey, I have this. Does anybody want it? And they're like, yeah, I want it. And so one of them, one of them posted a post today, and they were like, oh, um, just to remind you guys that like this is not a resell group. You can't just take the stuff we give you and then resell it, right? And you know, nothing is stopping me from reselling it. I want to be you know clear on that. There's just nothing illegal about that. Just to you know preface the stance I'm going to take, but. It's it's out of being a good neighbor, right? Like, you want to be a good neighbor, you want to support your neighborhood, da-da-da-da, whatever, right? So I understand the sentiment, right? I chose violence today. I woke up, saw that post, and I was like, yo, there's somebody Christ- named Christina in this group. She be taking the shit and selling it. I'm, I'm snitching. I'm snitching. I'm pulling a Ludwig. I'm snitching. I'm snitching hard body. And then I read the comments, like, before mine, right? Because bef- like, I was like, oh, you know, like yeah, they were like, yeah, but let's, let's try not, let's just DM the admins, don't try to name drop people, don't try, I didn't, I didn't read the single, I didn't read the comments whatsoever, before, like, until after I commented my comment, but it, it got to a point where they turned off the comments, because I name dropped a person, and I'll keep that bitch name in there, I know what you be doing, I'll be seeing you, I'll be seeing you do your shit, but, um, that's just some little tea, some little tea for you to enjoy in between the two parts, but, I hope you enjoyed that, and let's get on to the next. That's embarrassing. It didn't stop. Welcome back. So, I originally, I'm going to release the audio on Friday, right? It's going to be Friday when you hear this. It's, it might be, well, it's not going to be Friday when you hear this. It might be, like, Friday night that you see the episode dropped. But we're talking part two of the Jamie Lee, Lynn Spears, Spears, I kept saying Curtis in my head for a long time, and I was kind of insecure about messing up the name. But, Jamie Lynn Spears, part two interview, and it starts off hot. And when I say hot, I mean Alex Cooper brings it, right? She asks a question, and it's, it's a very straightforward question, but she starts to kind of answer it, and then starts kind of leading off a tangent. And then right before she starts breaking off into this tangent alex cooper goes she interrupts her and said let's get into it what a queen that was the funniest part i think of the interview was like like jamie lynn was going to wander off into her own thoughts and not necessarily talk about what the question that she was asked but alex brought it back so that was major props major interview skills to her you know we clap it up for alex cooper so, let me bring my notes to the forefront. I will be glancing at them. So, sorry. I'm not a professional that I can't remember everything that I wrote down. I will have them in front of me, and I will look at them when I need to. Okay. So, it says, we learned in the first interview, which I, I don't think I covered in the, in the first part of this episode, was that um the dad really necessarily wasn't that great of a father. I think I briefly, you know, mentioned it. But, we learned and got confirmation in the second part of the interviews that, you know, the dad was never really that good of a dad. And so when he got the rights to her conservatorship, you know, at the very beginning, um, it was, at the time for Jamie Lynn, it was, she didn't know what that was, right? As a kid, you don't know what the hell that means. You don't know what that means or, you know, things like that along those lines. But, um, you know, she's looking at it now in the lens of, like, her adult age, and she's like, you know, I don't know the reason why he got it. Um, You could ask a judge from the state of California. And so it's, you know, you you, you hear that, right? Now, you know, getting all this information in from the first part and now this part. And we think to ourselves, okay, we we get this firsthand experience from um, Jamie Lynn that, you know, he necessarily wasn't that good with dad. And he left to handle the Britney stuff. And so you can say that a judge would rule favorably in his favor, because of you know the time he spent with Britney and you know being a focal uh, adult in her life and um I'm a focal vocal I don't know what I meant to say um uh what what is the word I'm looking for anyway a pivotal adult in her life cuz you know the, they were separated the mother and the father and you know we get some trauma and we and we learn that The father wanted to resign from that agreement, you know, and he he wanted to for some time. And Brittany shares the text. Right. And that she mentions that she has never been involved in the conservatorship. And she she shows us a picture of the document. Right. And we see it on the Spotify page um, because it's called Daddy is an exclusive podcast for Spotify. But we see the contract in the video uh, part of the podcast. And so we, it, it's very clear, you know, you don't really need to go to law school to understand what the, the contract or what the document or the subsection of the document is saying. So we understand that she never really had a part, you know, they wanted her to take part in, in it and she just never got to filling that portion out you know, filling the necessary requirements to be a part of the conservatorship. And, you know, I think here it could be speculated out of pure laziness, or maybe she was trying to be a good person and not really get involved with it. You know, it's, it's up to her and whoever she believes in, whether it be God or the greater spirit or, like, whatever she may believe in. You know, the truth will only be known between... Her and if she believes in anything greater than herself, uh, I think that's a large portion of the rest of the interview. It's easy to kind of jump and attack her like she has been attacked. Right. And I'm not going to sympathize anyone. Um, but I do believe sometimes the Internet is a super harsh place to navigate. And it's a you get one little piece of information out there and then the Internet will decide that it is the only piece of information that matters because what, what really got me, and I don't know if she was being super genuine when she said this, or maybe she, it was a well-thought-out, calculated response. A lot of people are going to say it's probably a, a well-calculated response, and a lot of people aren't going to be happy that maybe this interview wasn't as hard-hitting as it, it was um, shown in the trailer. But when she said that when people were having whispers about the relationship between her and her sister, and how it was affecting her child and that it flashed her back to when she was a child in the middle of scandals and in the middle of um public scrutiny that she decided that she's not going to stand for that. And she, it, you know, she reached out to her sister numerous times. And she's like, hey, I need to be mama bear. I need to protect my daughter because I know how much this sucked and I did it by myself. And I don't want to leave my daughter to do it by herself, which is understandable. Right. Like if you're a parent, think about that. Think about what she said. She has gone through a traumatic experience herself, and unfortunately, her daughter is in a position where she can go through similar, or maybe even the same kind of traumatic experiences. And as a parent, ask yourself: Would you let that happen? Would you stand by and let her or let her handle that by herself and let her do it on her own? The the answer, I I believe, is no. And even people who aren't parents, I think If you just if you just take out Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears Right, you take the names out You present it as a case study, right Anonymous, mom A, mom B Whatever you want to say, you know Make it as anonymous as possible Make it to where the scenario is exactly the same Without the names And, you know, I think nine times out of ten People are going to be like I, I don't want my child to go through that alone So that's where she kind of really hooked me in In that part of the interview The rest of the interview, I was like, eh, well, you know it felt like there might have been pressure on both sides. They might have been pressure to get the truth out from Alex's team. There was definitely pressure to get the truth out from her team as well. From Jamie Lynn's team. Um, but I also... Jamie Lynn. Lynn, 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 Lynn Jamie Lynn's team. <laughs> but um, also I believe that the, the Jamie Lynn team side was also very, very hesitant on what was allowed to be said. She even in this part too section of the interview she even like stops the interview she's like hey, you know she like looks over asks somebody else off microphone off camera We can still hear it. obviously it's not that not that much off microphone but um she asks them a, a particular question and to me it was like okay you know as somebody who has minimal experience in this kind of business and anybody else that would have minimal experience in this business or the most Experience in the business. Everybody knows that when it comes to interviewing someone else, there's always the courtesy of asking them: Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there something we should avoid? Things like that. You know, it's just being a good person to your guests right? Because at the end of the day, we want them to have a good experience, right? But this is a special kind of situation. All I know is that if there was any super hard-hitting questions that might have been posed, they would have just walked away. I think. And silence speaks volumes, right? I always believe if someone walks away from something, especially in an interview setting, and in that context, you know, there's more in having the walk away in the silence as opposed to having a pitched response, for lack of a better term. So I think silence always speaks volumes. The funniest part to me of that interview, I don't think any of it was supposed to be funny, but she says that people have been harassing her, and calling her names, and hating her on social media, and somebody called her human trafficker, and I was like, what the fuck, how is that related to anything that we may have heard of of this uh, particular scenario, and I don't know, I don't know why just human trafficker just sent me, I was just like, no way, someone just said that. You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't see any evidence of her, you know, guilt on that realm. But um, I I don't know. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, she's like, no, fuck you, you human trafficker. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Time out. It, like, a human trafficker? I would feel offended. I would feel so offended. I'd be like, do I give off that vibe? Like, is that what you think of me? <laughs> Like, shit, hate me all you want, but human trafficking? That's some Jeffrey Epstein shit. So, um, ooh, do I have to bleep that name out? Is that, like, something I can't say? No, I don't think so. Take a sip of water. Okay. We have a water break sp- presented by nobody. Not sponsored yet. So, Rose use sticker, as you should. Vans, because I went to a van store once in Florida. Under Armour, I stole this off of a counter... In some random building that I just happened to walk in. You know. It is what it is. Logitech. Sticker. All my peripherals are in Logitech. So, Logitech. Be nice to me, please. Georgetown. Represent. Represent. You know, we go there. Another van sticker. Same reason why. Um, Life is rough. Take a puff sticker. That was a Spencer purchase. That was pretty awesome. We can do it. My one time in Washington, D.C. I got, you know, the... One of the most iconic things you think of when it comes to history—a street tattoo vendor sticker. It was fucking huge, and I needed—I just needed to take up real estate on my water bottle because it was brand new at the time. And so, I found it randomly downstairs in the basement, and then a days, uh sticker. Uh, I got it in Florida too, I think, and it was in—I just took it from a vape shop. They were just giving out stickers, and I took it. It is what it is, really. So that's my mini collection of stickers. And just to end this uh, bonus episode out, um, let me move closer real quick. But um, a little update on the Facebook drama that I may have started the other day when I was recording the first part to this. Somebody reached out to me. It was like... it It was a woman, just to let you know, right? And... She was like, is this the Christina you're looking like that does that? And I was like, bruh, how did you know? There's like 25 Christina's in this group. And I called out one and you took a one in 25 chance and got it right. Like, that's impressive to me. So um, I she reached out and, and I was like, yeah. And then she was like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Be safe out there be safe out there what what are you gonna do (laughs) ma'am she made it sound like she's the Mandalorian and I was that sheriff of that one town and you know he took you know you know back when uh, Mando you know killed that like giant like worm in season one and we saw the sheriff of that town wearing Boba Fett's armor it was kind of like that like when he was leaving he was like you know take care of yourself and I was like Take care of myself. What are you going to do? You vigilante. 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 Was, I was thinking of vinaigrette. I was going to say vinaigrette. I, I probably should have said vinaigrette. But vigilante. <laughs> but that's about it. Um, let me just wrap up my thoughts of what I've learned of watching this interview with Alex Cooper and Jamie Lynn Spears. I learned nothing tangible. I learned a lot of shit about her personal life that, frankly, um, I don't think was necessary. Even though it is a Jamie Lynn Spears interview, it's not a Jamie Lynn Spears slash Britney Spears interview. Um, it does sound like she wants to you know, handle things privately. She said it multiple times, but she, it sounds like she generally wants to because the relationship to her sister matters to her. So, um, we love to see that. We hope hope that it is successful that they do manage to address each other, um, privately and, you know, kind of come to a conclusion with that uh issue. But um other than that, it didn't necessarily feel like it had substance. It felt like it lacked substance. But, you know, when you get a high profile interview like that, politics is always gonna kind of get in the way with that and you know we got what we got which was a good interview but i think when when you lay the name jamie lynn spears down with first public interview we don't expect good we kind of as a, as a community as a society we would kind of expect over the top and i don't blame alex cooper for putting out that kind of uh interview I saw a bunch of like hateful messages towards her posting her story and just under the like, comments on on their pa- podcast page um but I just think you know there's there's a lot of behind the scenes things that could be happening that we just frankly don't know of and so I'm willing to give her Alex Cooper the benefit of the doubt but other than that I still enjoy call her daddy it's not a uh, a thing I'm going to be like I'm on the cancel call her daddy Both call her daddy it's been tremendous in my growth personally as a navigator of social media and you know and I was fortunate enough to get on a zoom call with Alex Cooper because of that and so you know that that's a piece of history that is untold yet and there will be a time and place when it will be told but that was this week's bonus episode of Idle Talk uh, I, the audio is going out tonight. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But uh, cl- clips may come out over the weekend. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you took the time to listen to this because I had fun doing it. And I would love to do a lot more bonus episodes. I'm like super inspired right now and it's just something I love to do now. I, I'll i say that I've always loved it. I'll say that I always loved it. Uh, but now I'm falling in love with it. You know, You can love to do something. I can love... To take a walk outside Am I in love with walking outside? No So before it's like I love podcasting But I am in love with podcasting Even though it is One of the hardest things to do by yourself And so You know time management is crucial And you know I'm, I'm getting productive More productive and getting better with my time So other than that That was a hell of an episode Hell of a bonus episode It took two days to record But either way I'm Fernando, and I'll see you on the next super secret bonus episode of Ida Talk. Peace.